Alright, so those shaky experience or shaking experiences or dark experiences. Personally, I don't think when they happen to any individual, it it can be fucking traumatizing and it is often traumatizing and horrible for people. But there reaches a point, whether it's age or you've practiced enough of handling these situations, that when they happen, all you see is, aha, things are about to change up for the better. So, it's kind of like how people who are in whichever position of lack or addiction or some battle with themselves, they often get into that exact same line of work to try to you know, help the other people that are in that position now. It's kind of the same thing. It's like only good can come from you know a bottom and the common theme is often a rock bottom I believe there can be multiple rock bottoms that can be the beacon there can be half rock bottoms I don't really I don't play or buy into too much of the traditional like verbiage surrounding this If you look at like an like a infinite black hole of nothingness, you know, or an, a pit that just or a well that just keeps going down and down, you can get caught. Not even at the bottom, there's a lot of problems coming back up, right? So these rock bottoms take different forms. A lot of it is just internal shit that you ain't dealt with. So then. As you move through the world, you're just setting yourself up to fail. But once you fail enough, you start to see patterns. You start to see what to avoid, what not to avoid. You start to see... Like, classic examples why I ain't got roommates anymore. Right? If anything goes left, you're done. Or people gotta move. Which is another cumbersome and annoying process. Now, I made some comment about, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, the U-Hauls on May 1st. So I've seen a couple around town. <laughs> I guess around town isn't, isn't that encouraging, but around town there's a couple. There's one now in my street. There's one in a different part of town. <laughs> so... People are moving. But people are also, you know, people aren't so quick to try and relocate foolishly when they don't need to. Right? There's no need to expose oneself to whatever the fuck is out there. You can just stay put and hold it down for a bit. Now, people are coming from different situations. I'm sure a lot of... And this is the other thing that's going to fuck up a lot of the, the, the rental market and housing market is... All these people who've been locked in 
these stay-at-home orders for two and a half months or however long they're gonna come out being like i need to find a place so there's now now they say that there's they're creating eight thousand more homes in the city but they obviously can't count those because they're not affordable homes They're not affordable homes, right? So you can't count that. But the average renter, the average renter is not going to be in competition with a bunch of people who their relationships fell apart, fell apart. You know, they went so inward that they realized where they were they were living was fucked up, so they had to move. You may even see an exodus of people just bouncing from whatever cities they are to other cities so you might see an influx of MTL people to, to Ottawa you might see Ottawa bounce to MTL you might see Toronto go to Ottawa you might see Ottawa to Toronto all kinds of people in this province and the provinces over might just switch positions in a way and try and reestablish themselves And you can't blame people for that, man. But anyway, the point I was making was that these dark times, you know, they bring to light a lot of different things. Them being, you can only focus on the forward movement. You can only focus on on how shit can't possibly get worse at the moment. Guys, like I've been saying, if another news story breaks that's even more wilder than COVID, whew, people are in for a loop mentally. Because in their heads, it's like, it's, it's, it's already been enough that this carefully constructed world is just kind of push. And that WestJet thing. So WestJet can possibly rehire a thousand people, supposedly. Because it dipped into that wage subsidy. I mean, so WestJet, a multi-billion dollar corporation, now needs to go to the wage subsidy and compete with the small business owner who owns a fucking some coffee shop or bakery or something. And I mean, who knows? Maybe there's enough money for everybody, but you already hear that the people are having trouble getting that money or even qualifying. So you eliminate a bunch of people who don't qualify. There's no money in the pot. For once again, a bigger quote-unquote qualifier to come and swoop in. You know, people who didn't need to. I mean, and then and then the weird part is, so you rehire a thousand people or hire a thousand people. Who's traveling right now? I've heard of people traveling, right? I've heard of people risking whatever just to travel because shit is cheap. They're finding cheap-ass tickets and they're like, okay, I'm going to bounce. But after that, who's going to want to travel? When the prices have to go back up, you know, there could be a second wave, whatever. People are more shook to travel, so the people don't have money. <laughs> like, there's so many things that it doesn't. I don't even understand why an airline is gonna try and hire people so they can look like they survived. 
Because it sure, it sure shit is in the interest of the employees. It's more about them. So, there's that element to it, uh, of it too. But for some, that is a positive thing, so great. If you believe it's positive, that's great. But one, I don't know, there's just so many layers and closed doors that open. And I'm talking like, not like one door opens and one door closes opportunity-wise. I'm saying, you know, you know in the, you know those movies where it's like, find the exit and the guys like trying to find the different doors they often lead to nothing or or even the cartoons will lead to like lions or some shit that's inside that's behind the door and then they have to shut the door quickly then they find the exit or I think this even happened in the Saw episode or in our episode the Saw flick um, so you find the right door and you don't die kind of thing anyway we're seeing more of that <laughs> you know that's playing out in real life in a different, multifaceted, multidimensional way. And I don't think people are really ready for some of these realities, you know, when they really present themselves. People are going to be fucked up and wondering, how the fuck did this world that I did not know exist exist? People are going to say, how did I let myself get fooled by this bullshit? And it's because you've been socially programmed to buy into bullshit. <laughs> Not a simple answer. Everybody on earth, from birth, has had an attempt on them to be socially programmed. And it's not like your individual teacher who likes was sitting there saying I'm socially programming them it's just systemic things you know systemic things that go from bottom to top you know I mean you're fucking socially programmed at malls you're socially programmed to buy how much like how much consumerism has probably happened in the past two months with e-commerce and like even just retail like actual like the old physical retail type shit how much more is gone because people buying a to fill a void that they no longer have they can't go do things so let's buy some shit and play around with it or it's a stock up you know an extinction level event type scenario built in their head or you know they still just don't have that or they're still they're still working, right? They're still working. They're still making money. Or they just want to buy because programming says, social programming says, humans buy things. I don't think anybody is going to the store saying, "I got to keep the economy going. Let me go buy something." Like it's not how I don't, you know, I don't think anybody's that that like next level thinking <laughs> like I don't even call that next level nobody's thinking on, on, on a level that their individual act is stimulating the econ- economy nah what I find interesting is how when you see these like conventional like, news 
know, interview some random person. They'll be like, oh, what were your plans before COVID-19? Oh, I'm going to go become an accountant or a lawyer. And now I don't have that opportunity. I'm hoping things get back to normal, then I'll be able to continue. And I'm like, this is very great and optimistic. But have you, you know, I mean, maybe they've done sat there and done the inward looking to see if that's what they actually want. Because they may, I mean, maybe law is one of them fields. There's a whole bunch of cases that backed up. Nobody's getting charged. Nobody's, well, people are getting charged. Nobody's, you know, going to court. Nobody's facing trial. So maybe lawyers are needed. You know? But accountants, I don't know. A lot of that shit can be computerized. You can outsource a lot of things on freelancer. I mean, there's many things like that, so... That's where my kind of... Just the one random line of thinking. Hope y'all enjoy all day. Peace.